Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about gamer expectations. I think your working title was campaigns, expectations or something. Okay. What was it? Player expectations versus GM. So for me, this could be one of the biggest problems in a gaming setting. It doesn't have to be a problem. Just a... It could lead to a big problem, right? It could lead to a rift between players or within a group, within a role-playing group. If this issue is addressed, if this issue is not addressed, it could really cause problems within the gaming group. So what exactly do you mean by expectations? It would be what between, it could be the player to the GM, but what they want out of the game or how they want the game to go. So you sit down and you decide you're going to play a certain game and let's say D&D 5th edition, right? So then you're going to talk to your players about what they want out of the game or what or you're going to are we talking about role playing or are we talking about oh, are we talking about A lot of this could be alleviated by the session j- 0 as we talked about earlier where you gather everybody together and you tell everybody what the GM usually is in charge, right? And they say this is what my this is what the game I want to run is about. Now, everybody could agree, and maybe there's somebody in the group that says, eh, that doesn't sound like my kind of game. But, you know, they're, they're in because it's, you know, their only game that they have in town. It's the group that they played with their whole life, or, or you know, it's their best friends, or a multitude of reasons. They're, they're, they're in the game, even though it doesn't sound quite exciting to them or something they want to do and for example i was thinking like you know let's say the group wants to have a a real immersive gritty game where you're dealing with moral ambiguity you know issues that kind of touch on real life you know whatever issues those are where you have a person who just wants to have a high adventure rollicking good time you know whether that's you know being a murder hobo or just getting into like conflict you know like uh, what do you call it combat encounters chucking dice you know not really worried about making you know those moralistic choices in the game but just having a good time and not really diving too deep into emotional games and stuff like that so that guy that person not just say guy but that person who just wants to chuck dice is in a game with a bunch of other people who are really heavy into role playing and okay this is the first time you've used the term chuck dice i do not see that as rolling dice i see that as throwing them at people <laughs> well throwing dice on the you know on the table you know that's what they're all about you know i remember uh, i used to have a i still have a friend but i haven't played with him in ages mainly because he's too busy but esteban he used to uh he used to love the combat. He used to love the that situation. And in fact, one time we were playing really late at night. I mean, it was like one o'clock in the morning, and so we, we were all pretty tired. So he goes. We were playing in my kitchen, and he goes into the living room. And, and, and before he leaves, he goes, "Wake me up when the fighting starts." <laughs> right. <laughs> so, he so that's was, so he let you know exactly what his <laughs> expectation was. Russian. I don't want to be involved in this until the fighting starts. So and that, that's a, that's that's very. That can be a normal expectation, right, of some people? Well, and that's fine. Well, exactly. But, so, but if you're constantly in a game where they're just talking, 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 you, you know, and you're like, I don't want to talk. I want to kill things or I want to fight things. Then, you know, it that person's not going to be very happy. And, it, you know, it could it could cause a rift in the, in the group, right? It could cause a problem between players and like oh charlie's not playing right you know and this and that and i'm not talking about playing right or wrong there's there's no right or wrong as to you know which one which which group or which it's just preferences preferences right 
and there's no wrong way to play you know if you want to play that way you know then that's fine but but sometimes you know we, we i even said you know that if you have a session zero that'll alleviate a lot of problems but even if you have a session zero you know even if you have that conversation with people sometimes you know people change you know like oh yeah it sounded okay or it sounded something like they could handle for a while and maybe you know maybe it's not going to really be that way well and, it's like we have a friend who was playing in our game and he basically told us that he didn't want to play in role-playing games anymore because it was too he was getting too upset about it and yes and that was fine right he, he doesn't have to play in the role-playing games he did for a while come over and during the game he would just like because he stayed up late all night or then he would just sit in the chair one of the comfy chairs in the living room and, and fall asleep and fall asleep yeah that was fine too but once he said he, you know, explained a little bit more or maybe he wasn't at that time, he wasn't feeling totally against. Right, right. Yeah. That, yeah. He has a lot of sleeping issues. He, he doesn't sleep very well. And so so sometimes when he's up and he gets too comfortable, he falls asleep. Yeah. So, I mean, there's all kinds of different things. You never you know, know what is going on with people. right? That's true. But see, I, I knew I knew that was that was an issue with him. And so um, it wasn't so, an issue for us. Right. But if I didn't know that. I'm thinking, man, this guy thinks that my games must be really boring if he's falling asleep, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what it but comes down to. But since you've known him for years, you you didn't have that. You didn't think of that. Well, it crossed my mind, right? And I'm thinking, but I I just thought, well, why why is this happening? But then, and he, you know, he just talking to him, you know, is that he he doesn't uh, sleep very well. He, he has a sleep bad sleeping pattern or no sleeping pattern, and so that. You know, when people don't sleep well, they're always sleepy, right? <laughs> it comes down. I know. I know. When I work a lot of hours, and I'm only, I don't work a lot of. Uh, I mean, I don't get enough sleep. By the end of the week, you know, if I work, I work. You know, if I pull like nights where I, for three nights in a row, I think I I've slept thirteen hours one week, and I was pretty tired by the end of the week, and I was like, you slept thirteen hours, or you worked? I slept thirteen hours. Oh, over three days. Over three days, yeah. yeah that was not good. And that was only one, you know. And I used to do that a long time ago, where I didn't sleep for a lot of hours. And but he's not as young as he used and to not be. As young as it used to be. And and that was only three days. And this person, my friend, who has a problem sleeping, if if that's always his state of mind, I you know, it's amazing that he can function. I don't think it's always his state of mind, but quite a bit. Or he's his, the way that he sleeps. Yes, is, is messed up. So anyway, so there's those kind of things, right? There's, right. And then, so, uh, you know, I mean, and then, and that could be a problem. I mean, that could really seriously, you know, if somebody's really not happy and, but they don't want to say anything, there's another problem, then, you know, it'll creep up in the game, right? It'll, it'll, it'll definitely creep up, you know, even though that player is not trying to be a jerk or something, you know, he might do things or she might do things. The player might do things not to sabotage the game, but to like act out kind of, I guess, you know, I'm not trying to get psychological or anything, but. But you know, some people it'll it'll surface some one way or another, either being argumentative, argumentative, or or just not going along with the gang, whatever you know, it'll pop up and cause problems. So the the other version of this is the GM, right? The GM, you know, he, he starts a campaign and and it's not the kind of game he wants to run or or the players, you know. For example, he wants more RP or she wants more RP. The GM wants more RP out of the out of the sessions and he's getting or the gm's getting you know people who just want to kill stuff and take kill and take take their stuff kill things and take their stuff and that could be kind of like you know if, if the gm ain't happy not 
fun for the players for everybody well i don't think that the gm should probably tell the players the kind of game he wants to run and if they're <laughs> right before he runs it well yeah like i said a session zero would definitely help in these situations but you know sometimes that might go over the head you know for one example you know i'm in a i'm in a what is it i play online and we play playing you know short one-shot adventures because well for me i have a ton of role-playing games that i've never played and one of the aspects of this you can stop buying them <laughs> one of the aspects of this is that of this group was that we would try new games and and we would rotate gms which is another aspect of the game uh, aspect of the group and you know and it, and it was and you know we were perfectly fine and stuff but one of the players just wanted wanted it more out of their their game he wanted a, a, a longer campaign style and you know and he and he was you know he's right to feel that way he he really works he really works hard on his game i know even as a player he, he comes up with really long complicated ba- backstories and and you know is really into the game and into the characters and then we switch games right after one or two sessions and you know and that's frustrating right if, if and if he does that for every game and we play a lot of new games i mean we we play a lot of different games which was the whole point of the group but you know he recently you know told us by email that you know he wanted to you know he wants to run a longer he wants to play in a longer game and and i totally understand that i'm in that same boat i told you there was a solution to that that you can have one campaign going and then play one shots on other days exactly so we meet what was supposed to meet once every other friday uh sometimes it doesn't quite sometimes we don't meet every friday gets in the way Sometimes life gets in the way or sometimes we just play like Three weeks in a row on Friday. Yes. And stuff like that. I mean, that's well, an that easy solution, shows, right? That just shows that your group changes in as you go, right? Well, it doesn't yeah. It doesn't mean that you guys don't have to do exactly the same thing all the time. Well, no. Yeah, we can, we can change and we can morph and evolve or whatever you want to call it. And Jolene is right. You know, we meet, we almost meet every Friday, right, on online. So one, de- one session a month we can de- dedicate to the same campaign. Even though you know, that's kind of a slow campaign, I think it'll make that person happy. And I, I don't, I don't mind a lot of campaign. I've, I've, I have another face-to-face group that I play with, and I've discussed with. And it was the same, re, you know, it was the same setup. You know, everybody GMs. We play different games, and we've been really successful in playing those games and having a lot of fun. But what's missing is that long campaign. So, but the problem is, is deciding what game is going to be that long campaign, right? So everybody has different ideas of what game they'd rather play in a campaign. Like I, you know, it's been floated running a, a long Call of Cthulhu game. I'm not that interested in Call of Cthulhu. I mean, I played in a couple of Call of Cthulhu games sessions, and they were a lot of fun. There's no doubt. My, but it's not a world you wish to immerse immerse yourself in. For well, I, you know, it's weird because I don't understand. I, I mean, unless I guess people just use different characters and and stuff because you lose sanity in a call of cthulhu game and i don't know how honestly i've never played in a lot i've I haven't played that many call of cthulhu games and i've never played in a campaign you know but i don't know how long a a game goes before you lose your character due to sanity loss right because that's the whole point or you could easily get killed and you know there's no resurrection right so are you constantly making new characters in that game so is that really a campaign style? Unless the campaign, I guess, would be the, the you see the arc of the, of the story from, from beginning to end, like Mask of Narcolepcathept by, you know, written by Larry Dottilio. I'm sorry, I, did, I messed up the name, but I don't know how to say the name. 
and it's like a world spanning long campaign you know they just came out with a new version of it for seventh edition i think and they came out with a and it looks pretty cool they got, came out with a prop box that has all kinds of like props in it that hand out some players like matchsticks or matchstick match not matchsticks but match matchbooks you know and you know you hand that as a clue and it has like newspaper clippings and all kinds of stuff and that you can use in that in that campaign and it looks pretty cool cost a cost a lot of money though but i think that would be really cool and if you run that campaign it'd be pretty neat but i don't know i don't know enough about call of cthulhu to say that i would want to play a long campaign on the other hand i would really love to play in the in the one ring campaign and that's been floated with our group and almost everybody agrees with it but you know we still haven't figured out exactly if we're going to try that or not try that but one of the reasons you like playing with that group is you don't have to GM all the time. If we decide on the one ring, it would be done by me and Bay. We would trade off and on still. And you know, we would have to have a meeting of the minds. <laughs> you know, to, the, to figure out what we're trying to do. I understand what like, you're saying. The long campaign version. And even if you are playing in a long campaign, like yeah. our current group with the kids. We have, well, we have a Shadowrun Shadow or 5th fifth, fifth edition. Yeah. Every game session is going to be different. Our last two Shadowrun game sessions were completely different. Oh my God, one yeah. was complete role playing, right? Because there was and you had a lot of fun in that. one. I had a lot of fun in that one, and then, and then, and then the then next was, one was was just planning. I, either I was in a really bad mood, or <laughs> or I was just not up for the for the my gun can shoot through concrete walls and the discussion that followed, which took a good hour and a half to to resolve i i spent my entire session we were trying to plot our what we were going to do people were yelling it was a very loud session (laughs) and my after after about halfway through it i was like okay i'm so done with this i have what i want to do i got everything ready and because shadow run is very crunchy and you have to be really careful what you do especially if you're a mage and and there were going to be these mages that i needed to fight there were two things I needed to do. I needed to pull away. Uh, what kind of wall is it called? A mana wall. A mana wall, and I'll I make needed, a hole in it. Actually. I make a hole in it so people could go through it, and then I needed to without letting anybody know. And then I was gonna have to. I knew I would have to fight the the mages, so I was. I got my fireball ready, which is really different in in Shadowrun because you have to be really careful that you don't kill yourself because you you choose how strong things are going to be. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, mages in, in Shadowrun are pretty neat in that way. I really like that idea that depending on how much power they want a chance to use, because you could use it, and the fireball will work, and it will explode. You and kill, kill yourself. But but it, but there's, you know, if you play Shadowrun, there's a test that you have to do afterwards called... It's the force. Yeah, it's it's uh, resist. force versus resistance versus resistance. You got to resist the, the backlash of using all that energy. And the, the stronger it is, the harder it is to resist it. So if you don't resist it, then you actually take stun damage. And then after that, you take physical damage. So literally, you could, no one, knock yourself out by using too much force. Or you could actually kill yourself, depending on how, we, if you're already hurt. So and I spent the entire time getting my plan <laughs> together. And then I got hit by a fireball before I could do that. And did you? Yeah. It was lightning. It was oh, lightning. I think it was a fireball. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, that's right. And then I was out of the game for the rest of the game because it knocked me out. Oh, no, they remember they they, they woke you up. Yeah. Put a trauma patch on you. Yeah. <laughs> Two different 
things that happened in the same game. One yeah. was extremely role play heavy. They were just, you know, they were trying to get information. They were doing this. And then there was the planning of the, of the, of the infiltration. And I don't even know why it took so long. Cause they were just like, well, they, they were trying to figure out, they're trying to get as much information before they went in. And you know, that, well, that, that well, was sort of role playing ish. We were trying to not blow things up. Right. Which didn't work. Didn't but... work. Of course it didn't work. <laughs> it is Shadowrun. <laughs> yes. Collateral damage did happen. But <laughs> So even in that game, there's this there's these two aspects of, of role playing and then there's the action. And then and then the action itself, you know, the combat in Shadowrun can take a long time. Well, and it's very when you get into combat in Shadowrun, there's lots of rules. It's really crunchy. Yes. And so then everybody, not only do they want to tell you what they're doing, but they want to explain to you why they have so many dice to roll. I was just stunned at how much some of these players were rolling, how many dice they were rolling. I mean, somebody was rolling the 30 dice. I go, how the hell do you get? Because I don't, I don't want to get into weeds about Shadowrun, but, but you know, everything gives you a die, you know, depending on what your skill is, your tribute. And then you get all kinds of bonuses for this and that, and especially in combat. And so, and so I was like, when, when he told me how many dice this person was rolling for to hit, I'm like, that's a lot of dice. I go, how do you get that high in no, a number? And of course, you know, being a munchkin, he starts rattling off what his numbers are. I'm like, okay, that. That's that's not very useful. I mean, it was like rapid fire, right? So I wasn't really understanding exactly what those bonuses were coming from, but that's fine. You know, I run my game pretty loose, but but it, but it, what it, what happened was it because he was because he argued that he should be able to do what he was trying to do, and I didn't want to argue, and I didn't want to get into a, a verbal argument with the with the player. I just let him do what he did. But what it did is kill the story. That part of the story was, you know, my, my bad guy was not supposed to die that, you know, that easily or that quickly. And so that caused, you know, this ripple effect of, of things cascading into, you know, it made it, it made it super easy to do what they were doing. But still, Jolene, still, you know, well, Jolene was the only, your character was the only one that went down, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, the unprotected mage sometimes uh, can take a hit pretty Pretty well, hard. It might have hit. been my fault because I was running from the scary bad guy that came back to life and was trying to come through the mana wall. I had to let it go. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So anyway, there is an expectation, you know, between. Well, one of the things you can do on something like that is as the GM, and we've had this discussion in private, is <laughs> that, so we'll have it in public here, is that if you're playing Shadowrun and you're, you should have your you should have the character sheets whatever game you're playing you should know what the characters as a GM, can, as a GM you should yeah. know what the characters can do and you should make them give you like it's in Shadowrun you've given them a lot of money and they've upgraded themselves quite a bit yes which i don't do cuz i'm a mage and so the only things i can update up, upgrade are like the spells and stuff and i have to use karma not money to do that so but some of these guys can upgrade with money. They can upgrade themselves and they can buy better armor, better guns, better implants oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff they like could, that. They could get so, cyber stuff. So the way that you need to do something like that so you don't run into those problems where the, so the player's telling you, I can do this. Right, surprise me. And you being surprised is to make sure you have all their weapons and you make them tell you all the stuff, right? Right. Which seems like a lot of work for you. It is a lot of work. Saul's <laughs> so not into that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that's true, and that and that's a problem with that's a that's a specific problem to an extremely crunchy game like that is that 
I really don't know what their abilities are. And, and even in D&D, I don't know exactly what everybody can do. But I'm a, you know, what do you call it? The seat of my pants kind of GM. And so I just like reacting to people's... Uh, he always looks surprised anyway, so it That's doesn't true. matter. I'm in constant state of surprise. <laughs> you can do that? What? What since when? That's something, I mean, you, you cut, but you can see from that example of the, you're in a campaign and you have two completely different role-playing sessions, right? Yes. I was, I didn't, I, you know what? I did not realize until you pointed it out, you know, just a few days ago after the sessions that the, the way those two different RPG sessions of the same game same characters and everything were totally different. And even the the munchkins at our table, which are a lot of them, they were very happy with the role playing game. They, I think so. They they all had fun, but then they on had. On the other hand, when what? you were on the second session, where you just you had those two things to do, and you were ready to do it, and you were like, I would say bored. At I wasn't part. bored. I was just, I was, I was frustrated with the, well, one, I was frustrated with, with, with one of the players because he was explaining to me why he needed to be able to do these things. And <laughs> two, then everybody was planning stuff and, and they were role-playing because they, there were part, part of it was role-playing trying to, because they, they became the security people oh, and, yeah. the, and the moving people the there. Yeah. People. So, so there was that going on and then there was the planning part going on. And it was, and then when it all came together, I just, I got hit. So, <laughs> and in almost any game, mages are the weakest uh, characters physically. Which is fine with me because when I looked at the Shadow Run, I looked at the, you know, you can have cybernetics and stuff, and that's not something that really interests me. Well, yeah, as a mage, I think you can still get cybernetics. Yeah, but it's not something that has ever interested me, right? Okay. And I read about it, and I see how how the boys like it, and and our friend Jason likes all the different things that you can do with it but to me it's not it's not the kind of as a mage i picked my character specifically that i i don't have a gun right <laughs> yes i remember that and i don't i'm it's not it's i'm more of a talker and a and uh yes. try to you know versus go in and shoot them and, and right so so i mean that and, that and that's interesting that you made a non well, not a, a non. Uh, well, you're not exactly non-combat, but your character views guns with kind of you know like disdain and stuff like that, and anything physical. So instead of that, you carry like a stun baton, I believe it is. Yes. Right? So that that's interesting. Like I said before, expectations are you know something that everybody has, and everybody has their own view of how the game should be played or how RP sessions should go. And in in this case, you know, I was. I had not really thought how different these two sessions went and the same game and same players. And you're right. They were both interesting though. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't bored or anything and I did learn something. In fact, um, Jason was telling me you should adjust some of your spells and switch them out and figure out, right. Which I can do because I have plenty of karma because I haven't really upgraded my character like these crazy people with their, you know, (laughs) I retooled it. (laughs) My son showed me and he's so excited about it. So how can I not be happy with the game? Because he's he's showing me pictures. He's all week. He's been on vacation um, because it's holiday time. And right. And he's he's had the Shadow Run book out, and he's going online and showing me the armor and all kinds of things. Oh yeah, he wants he just, to buy yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh my God, and he's not getting that armor. Let me tell you, <laughs> I, I need a tank, a mobile tank. So so it's very interesting, and I can see, you know, I need to have a couple more spells that I can throw, but that doesn't necessarily mean I get to throw them right, because even though my expectation is that these guys, I should be able to stand behind one of them because they take so much damage that they should be able to protect me, and I should be able to throw. 
a fireball around them. <laughs> Doesn't always happen, right? Yeah. yeah the, the best plate was well, the best plans are so. go out the window. So you never know what's going to happen in a campaign. What kind of session you're going right. to have? Ultimately, what, what you should do, whether you're on the on the person who's not happy because of the or not exactly happy with the way the game's going or the, the direction the game's going is you should talk you know get together like a session zero again and say hey you know or send an email that my friend just emailed me and said hey you know i really would like to play in a longer campaign style game and i'm like oh and i don't know how long he, this player has been feeling this way but it, it might have been for a long time and and so he's just you know and the thing is is you shouldn't let things like don't hold it in. You gotta hold tell it people in. things. Yeah, you know, you're holding it in. It just communication it, is the key. Yes, and I think you know, even if if you're playing with friends, then you should be able to say, you know what, you know, I'm really not happy playing different games all the time. Can we just play one game for a longer period of time? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. That's that's totally okay. But unless that person said something to me, I wouldn't know. But then you also have to get the general consensus of. Of everybody group. else, and then you know, and then if which it, you shouldn't have a hard time with your group, yeah. since you've all known each other since you were like, or let's say, let, let's say, let's say, for example, that that somebody doesn't want to do that, right? They don't want to play in the same game over and over again, or in a long campaign style, whatever, whatever. Then you could you could make a different group or meet on a different day, you know, or do what I said, play once one session a month of your or yeah, play the campaign or paladin so yes exactly and you know it's, and sometimes it's it could be easily solved like that you know compromise compromise and then even even if it's like you know you have a murder hobo and everybody else wants to be an rpg despian you know talk talk to the group talk to the gm and say oh you know i want a little bit more action and adventure than than internal you know moral decision making and as a gm you can always throw in a something for him to murder hobo right <laughs> throw in the ninjas. just just every once in a while once the once procession you know give him that spotlight of letting him you know Let, be the the star of the fight or whatever yes or or just you know everybody can say oh yeah we can we can we can work in, in action and you know and still try to solve this gritty yes, murder yes right so i think I unless think, you're playing call of cthulhu then you might not want to do that because then you might all die or go insane i don't know <laughs> but but i think that the communication sometimes it is hard you don't want to broach the subject people might i might you know i don't know why it took a while for that player to to, to send an email to us Now we've been playing for what since 2013 yeah but that doesn't mean necessarily that Maybe he just thought about it. That's true. Maybe. Maybe but, just hit him. Maybe just I hit keep him. putting all this work into all these characters, and he does. He's very. Yeah. I, he. I read a, a, his character for the Paladin game that I ran for them. Oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was right. was <laughs> was totally intricate, and I was like amazed because I'm like, man, I really don't put a lot of time into my character <laughs> creation. I really should do that because this is freaking amazing, right? I wrote a backstory too, but it wasn't compared to what he wrote. I mean, he was talking about his great grandfather and i'm like holy crap i understand But he is an artist and yes. and so that goes with it right he has this idea of he can do that he has the the ability whereas like if i ask augustine to give me a backstory he's like i come from here here i am yes right because he's a kid so it's just 
it so the more the more you put into each character creation i can see why you don't want to just play that character once yes of course i try not to get too attached to my characters because i'm not sure when i'm gonna die so <laughs> well yeah and, and in that game paladin and like uh, P- uh pendragon characters can die and so you know i wouldn't get too invested in your character but it's pretty cool you you take the time to do i mean backstory is something we've talked about before not in depth probably but when you do that you can see how you're invested in the that and you want to continue with that character for a while instead of just doing one shot and then not ever see that character again right and i understand that that and that can be that can be a big problem and so you know there's characters i've really liked playing and i've only played once and it's like well okay but I don't invest as nearly as much time as, as our friend, you know, w- with all that investment becomes less, uh, what, what there's more, there's more, uh, dissatisfaction with a, with a short game. <laughs> there's more dis- dissatisfaction playing one session when you invested so much into that one character. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know you're playing medieval knights and okay, now we're playing Deadlands. Okay. Then so, so that just goes with, if you're running a, whatever group you're in, it can evolve and change. So you should make sure that whether you're the GM or the player that you talk to people and, and, and I did at literally at that game where I was upset with one of the players, I told him you you need to, what you need to do is you need to give them the information beforehand. So we don't have to go through this half hour of you explaining why you're allowed to do this kind of thing. Cause I wasn't happy with the, with the way the, that it was going. We went down. But then, you know, I am a mother and I can talk to kids that way. So <laughs> it wasn't like he was an adult man that was, well, he is an adult, but it wasn't like, you know, I haven't known him since he was a baby and I can't tell him what I think. <laughs> right. I'm not at a convention. It is a campaign and, and you can talk to each other without, right. without being upset with each other and stuff. Right. And I think, and that's the key. We talk about communication, but, but you can, like I said, you could communicate at the beginning of the, of the, of the campaign and things evolve. And so it's always good. I hate to use this, like touch bases with everybody. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to get together and say, hey, okay, you know, even in a longer campaign and say, okay, you know, how is, how are we doing? How is this group working? You know, are we all happy with, with the direction that the campaign is going, uh, you know, is, is there something, you know, is there something you want to do that we haven't done? Right. Yet? Exactly. And I think that that'll go a long way into preventing, you know, people getting their feelings hurt and their expectations not met, uh, because, you know, it's just not happening for them. And then just take into consideration who you're playing with too. If right. you're playing with your kids and your friends that you've that you've been with for you know however long your kids have been alive and and your friends that you've known for your whole life is a little different than a group that like Saul's group that he meets with at uh, Cowie's house where he's known these people for a while, but it's not like he's he needs to be more considerate of without you know saying this is what I want to do right. You have to actually talk to them because you yes. you don't know they don't know all your Ins and outs, although they might. All my idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. And you don't know, every, and they don't, I, and you don't know how they feel about everything versus the people that you've played with your whole life. That you do know what you can and can't say, and you can tell people, you know, why are we doing this? I want to have a campaign, and know that they're not going to judge you or or anything like that. They're going to go, okay, well, let's do that for a while. <laughs> 
kind of thing, yeah, right? Just try it out. Versus if you say that to people that you don't know, they're like, well, that's not the way that we set this up right. kind of thing, right? So you got to be, you got to take into consideration who you're, who you're talking to and stuff. Yes. So, who your group is. Right. Who your group is. So hopefully this rambling <laughs> podcast has helped you in some way. Yes. Because Happy New Year. <laughs> some, sometimes we have technical difficulties before we t- t- yeah. start the podcast and you know it it taints the way the the show goes so there you are hopefully you've learned something and hopefully we've said something that makes sense you know talk to your players talk to your gm talk to each other and you know iron out things before they get to before somebody gets really hurt right or their feelings hurt or or they feel like oh i'm not you know i don't get to do what i want to do yeah right out of your game So this is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You have a good day.